Hello and a warm welcome to Translate Stars podcast, a podcast created by language professionals for language professionals. Today we have the opportunity to talk to Marine Esquenet. Uh, hi Marine, how are you doing? Hi, I'm very fine, thank you. I'm actually spending um, the week at my family in Belgium and it's very nice because, you know, it's been a long time since I last saw them uh, with the corona period and stuff. And uh, I even got some sun at the seaside, and it's so now those are two words that um, you normally don't say together, Belgium and sun. So I guess 2020 is really like a, a weird year, isn't it? But it's cool. <laughs> I'm fine. Absolutely weird. The weirdest year I, I think I have lived. Yeah, my, definitely. But uh, I mean, it's it's good to see you. It's good to see you that you that you, that you are doing. Uh, are you fine as well? Yeah, yeah, I'm doing. Yeah, I'm here in Berlin, where we met. Uh, yeah. <laughs> because we met in, the, in this uh, localization, uh, lock lunch, uh, that uh, Michele Cerioni and the idea created by um, Jan Hinrich. So, yeah, um, for those of you who do not know Marine, um, uh, she's a technical translator and a terminologist uh, working at uh, RWS uh, Moravia mm -hmm. and social media producer and an uh, entrepreneur. So, Lot of a lot of things going on in your life, I guess. <laughs> Marie, Marine, what does a technical translator and terminologist do at Moravia? What does it look like working there? Uh, well, I mostly like most of my days. Um, I, I just spend most of my time spe um, translating technical texts from English and German into French. Um, but uh, I've studied trans uh, terminology, sorry, uh, during my master thesis, and uh, I it allows me to somehow I always use the skills. It's very nice, even though I'm not properly working in the the um, terminology team. I think I've got a very efficient um, method for looking for terms uh, for terminology terminology, sorry. Um, I also work hand-in-hand hand with uh, the terminology team if I see something's wrong in the term base. Um, and it's always nice to know, have the skills in the background, like to be able to use multi-term. Um, yeah. And also, of course, I, it, it happens that uh, I've got, I get given uh, some terminology projects uh, for in parallel with our translations for the client, uh, let's say. So we're doing, if, if we've got a client since two years and um, they decide they want a term base that goes with it, then we work on that as well. So it's it's kind of, it's really nice to be able to use it. Some, it's not often, but um, yeah, I really like the fact that I can do both if the, um, the opportunity comes. Yeah, well, so you are, as you are describing, not just translating content, I guess you are also in charge of managing term bases from the, from the, your customers and and uh, yeah, keeping them up to date or, I mean, what's the, what's the, what you do as a terminology? Um, so we have uh, at Herbes Moravia in our office in Berlin, there's a, a dedicated terminology team, which works 100% uh, of the time on that, on creating term bases, cleaning yeah. them, uh, yeah. curating them. Uh, and I'm not part of this team, I'm really part of the translation team. Mm -hmm. But um, of course, like we exchange quite a lot considering um, we are working within the translation, which they don't have this view of the thing. But yeah, um, yeah it, it's it's really what I said. It's um, okay. like an exchange, a constant exchange. Sometimes it's a few words a day. Sometimes we spend 
and now we're talking about a project um, that we'll do for clients. But um, so I'm, I'm not really doing terminology, but mm -hmm. I, I'll help, let's say, yeah. Yeah, well, as you're saying, if you're translating, you are doing absolutely everything terminology. I'm, I'm not sure. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Fantastic. When when I was introducing introducing you, I was saying that you are also a social media producer, marketing expert. Actually, you you post a lot of content related to, to marketing on your social mm -hmm. network. Yeah. Um, is that related somehow to to your to your daily job as a translator, or what does what what's the role of that media producer, um, marketing expert part of your life in, in your professional? Yeah, well, um, to be honest, at the beginning, it wasn't related at all, or it wasn't supposed to be. Um, I literally started when I was 17 years old, just posting um, my outfits or um, things I'm passionate about on social media, uh, like like a lot of people do nowadays. Um, and then it was really just a nice thing to do as a hobby for me whilst I was studying. Like when I was done studying, I was doing a little break. Um, posting pictures and I could see more and more people were following and engaging and commenting on my content so it was like really like a nice little bu bubble to do at the same time as my studies um, and yeah I continued doing it Why, uh, once I started working as a full-time translator um, I, I didn't give up on social media I still like my account was doing pretty well and uh, that's when I actually like brands were starting to contact me to to help them to help them create content. Uh, mostly, you know, it's mostly like content writing to help them with a campaign, create a picture, a quality picture that they can repost themselves on their website or that I can post and give my my opinion about a product mm -hmm. or an article. Mm -hmm. um, so that was going quite well, and it, that's exactly when I started to be really passionate about it. Like. It just blows my mind how you can be, although it all happens behind a screen and it's with people you don't know at the end of the day, um, but you share a moment with them, you just share something with someone who somehow is similar to you and shares a struggle or a passion or, you know, and although you're very far away on the distance level, you're just able to discuss about something you like and I think it's really, really amazing. I really started to be passionate about it. Um, nowadays, I still continue doing this kind of work on the side as a freelance. I do, I do create content. I help brands with their campaigns, um, but I'm doing more like on the top of it. Nowadays, I'm, I'm more like I'm posting less on my account, and I'm more in contact, in regular contact with brands um, to just create their content for their website. Mm -hmm. So they ask me, okay, we would like seven pictures for this product. Can you do it for us? They just use external resources to create their content. It, sometimes it's a text, sometimes it's a picture. So it's mostly what I do nowadays. I still post on my account, but I'm I'm oh. so grateful for that because I I got the chance to work with amazing brands. Like as a kid, I would never have believed that, you know. Like now I look behind. Uh, I've been able, for example, to work uh, with Canon, the camera brand, and test one of their super high-end um camera for a year and take pictures for them um, or with head and shoulders like you know it's a bit superficial yeah. but as it's just no, no. amazing it's really amazing as a feeling it's really re rewarding okay. 
Yeah. And um, yeah, I think at the beginning, I think there wasn't really a link, but now I'm thinking about it. Uh, I think there definitely is one with my translator career as well. Um, I think I just I'm just a creative person and I just love to play with words. And um, yeah, I just love to create, like to be able to make an impact with um, with the images or the words um, most importantly, I'm creating so that the person that is going to read them or see them is going to remember it. I love, I love that, and I think it's definitely the same as translation at the end of the day. Yeah, so. No, absolutely. I, I am fascinated by all you are telling me because I find it super useful for a translator to have some of the skills you are describing. You are a copywriter, you are a translator, you are a terminologist. So wow, you you can do so many things. And it's also very important to, yeah, you know, this in my opinion, to diversify because sometimes, uh, exactly. I mean, as a freelancer, because uh, right now if, if you are working at Fabia, uh, but yeah, for freelancers, it's important, I, I believe, examples to know about copywriting and terminology, that, that's super useful. I also said that you are an entrepreneur. Is that related to all this you were um, talking us about, about uh, creating content or um, working with images and things like that, or it's completely different? Uh, well, I think it's all kind of related, but yeah, I've got this little project. I wouldn't say I'm really like a, an entrepreneur, but I've got this little project I really want to do. Um, I won't say too much about it because I don't want to curse it. You know, it's not there. It's not quite ready yet. Uh, but yeah, it's basically about creating a website where um, where um, people would be able to find their, let's say, the most famous or the most regular brands like Zara, H&M, oh. uh, online on one single website and on sale all year long instead of having to go and dig on each website, oh. uh, something that is really like the last trend. Uh, but yeah, I still need to work on it. Um, but also, I think it's also totally me because I'm also like a big fan of fashion and it's kind of all related, you know, like working with the internet, working with social media. Um, yeah, I just, as I said, I, I think I really, really like to to learn new stuff all the time. I'm just, uh, I just never want to stop learning. And I think it's really, really important to get some skills from one career and put it into the other one. And I read an article actually recently um, saying that it's very important to have at least two careers. I mean, I think it's not just for work, you know, it can be something with sport or music, but um, because then you, you meet people from one circle and then you can bring everything you take from that into your other career. And um, yeah, I think I just want to always reinvent myself and I never want to stop uh, yeah, I never want to be stuck and I want to learn. <laughs> no, I find that, that fantastic. I actually agree with you. I think we should never stop learning, acquiring new skills. Um, I mean, so, sometimes in a formal way, sometimes as you are describing in an informal way, just meeting people or going to attending an event or something like that. So that's, that's very important. And I like that you, you pursue your dreams and that you try to yeah. make them real. Would you encourage people so to, to develop their ideas as, as you are doing? Oh, definitely. Like, I think you... Well, of course, you need to think a little bit about it. Like, you need to see if it's um, if it's reasonable. But if, it, if you've got an idea that pops up every so often and you think, really, it's a good idea, you definitely need to go for it. But I agree that the most difficult part is always the first phase. So you think, oh, my God, it's a lot. 
oh my God, it's never going to work because like you, you can find so many excuses, you know, and I think you need to go for it really. Even if it doesn't work, at least like this is another thing I really want to have. I don't want to regret anything. So if I'm thinking about it and if, if I think it's worth trying, then let's try. And, you know, it's you can just be like you're just going to grow out of it. And um yeah, I, I would say definitely go for it. But I think an important thing to say to say with like on that subject is also to know your priorities because it can also kind of be easy to take up, take on a lot of stuff and then get overwhelmed somehow. So do everything you really want to do, but know your prior your priorities. And then once you've done you you're good with your higher to do, then do what what you want to do um, after that. You know. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, and I also agree with you on on this. And yeah, don't do not be. I, I would recommend people not to be afraid of uh, failure because at least I don't believe something like that exists. Mm-hmm. Just as you are saying, just growing, learning, and even if you uh, somehow fail in the end, yeah. or your business, your idea doesn't uh, come out, or well, it doesn't matter because you have learned a lot. Of course. You have taken a lot of things and that you can apply, as you were saying before, on different places, different careers. So that that's the, the best part of it. I yeah. completely uh, agree with you. And next time it will work, you know, maybe it wasn't the right thing. It's just... Or the right time. Maybe sometimes exactly. Exactly. Yeah, a matter of time. And maybe, yeah. maybe sometimes you have an idea and you see someone later launches the same thing and it, it, it works well. It's because... You were not uh, yeah. <laughs> I that. but yeah, of course you, exactly. you can learn about. Um, we have also some uh, questions from uh, people on the internet, on the social media. That um, uh, we have uh, Marine uh, Depo that has uh, left us a question for you, actually too. Um, uh, she asks about how do you see the how do you see the translators' profession evolving for the next year? You have already notice any changes if you started working as a translator? I guess all these are uh, related to the artificial intelligence, to dispatching translation, it's getting better and better. Um, it's a very good question. So how do you see it? Have you seen differences from the day you started? Yeah, it's a very good question. Uh, actually, I do. Um, so... I think we can all, from within the industry, we can all say that automatic translation is definitely on full speed right now. And uh, it would be it would be silly to just try and pretend nothing's happening, you know. Um, I think a lot of translators are feeling um, are not liking it, which is normal because the first reaction you have is, "Oh my God, this is gonna steal my job." Um, I think you need to go over that and um, just see it as a as a way to work quicker to create more content you just need to to evolve with your time and this is happening we can't do anything against it um it's not by pretending it doesn't exist that it's gonna help you know so let's let's try and learn post edition let's try and learn uh how to to deal with the machine as we'll have to do it in the future um and yeah i think we shouldn't be afraid we we just our work is gonna work it's gonna change sorry but everyone's job does within a, a lifetime, you know? Um, so, yeah, I definitely see a difference with that. Um, just to come back to that, at the beginning, the 
automatic translation was something, but it wasn't, we now talk about it every day. Let's be honest, at work. Um, it wasn't such a big thing when I started. Um, five, so that was five years ago. And also I've been very, very lucky um, that at university, although it wasn't kind of something big on the market yet, um, we had already, they were kind of on it and we already got some um, um, some lessons about it. Like it wasn't very deep, it wasn't proper past edition, but you could see it was going in that direction. So we learned how to uh, spot mistakes, you know, numbers, uh, family names, something that could be easily done by a computer. Um, so yeah, I'm very grateful for that as well. Um, and um, I think I think it's maybe pro it's probably a bit difficult difficult for people who are who have been working as a translator for longer, you know, on the market. Yeah. Yeah. But um, I think we once you go past this fear, this first reaction, then we can just use it to do even better translations uh, and quicker, and just use it to to make even yeah a better work. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I agree with you as. Professionals, we have to get used to to live with the uh, chins and and yeah, and as you were saying, for example, to to know more about post editing things like that. And as users, I think we already see the machine um, translation mostly everywhere. Sometimes we, we we see really bad translations, but some other times we don't care that much about the result of translations. For example, if we go to read comments about I don't know, imagine I'm uh, making it up at a hotel and. Uh, if we want to know about what people say about that hotel and, uh, and, and comments are in Russian and, and you click on a button and it says what, what uh, tells you what they have said, I mean, mm -hmm. it's helpful. So, yeah, somehow, yeah somehow I think it's it's already part of our lives. Yeah, uh, definitely. Professionals, as you, you are saying, we have to evolve and to get used to it and, and to use it on our, our favor. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Let's just take it as a, you know, as an ally instead of yeah. trying to fight against it. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um, I have three last questions. Yeah. Um, <laughs> which project in your career um, is the one that you feel prouder of? Because you have done a lot of things, like uh, you were saying, uh, you started very young, um, doing these things related to brands, copywriting, creating, creating images, and things like that. Or which, what, what has been what you feel uh, prouder of? has made a bigger challenge or, or made you grow more in, in your professional career? Um, well, uh, the, the first thing I can think of is literally a project I've just been given um, from my company, uh, from Hervés Moravia, and they, it's a social media related project for the company, although I'm, I'm employed as, an, as a translator there, they give this, this responsibility to me. And uh, yeah, I just they gave me the feeling that somehow there was a room for for ideas, for innovation, for people who want to come and do something good for the company, and that was really like a great thing to see. I am feeling very grateful. Um, yeah, I I've been working there for um, four years, a bit more than four years now, and uh, I have to say I've grown so much in this last year. I've met so many people. Um, in the within like with doing this project i've met so many inspiring people i felt very supported in it as well um so if they if they're hearing this thing by any chance like yeah I, i'm very grateful <laughs> and uh it, i think this is the project who who allowed me to 
grow the most in the last, let's say, three years because it was really like a lot, you know, it was like challenging um, and also, um, yeah, challenging and but very, very, very st stimulating and uh, stimulating, stimulating, well, you know. <laughs> and, um, and yeah, no, I, I they, they, this was amazing, really. Oh, that that's that's fantastic to hear. I mean, when you feel great at, at your job place, uh, workplace, uh, that's that's fantastic. I guess Moravia is a super big company, and uh, you are surrounded by people from everywhere. That makes the that even more, more interesting. Yeah. And if, then if you your leads are even uh, good and and intelligent people to work of with, course. that's fantastic. It's fantastic. Yeah, yeah I'm feeling very happy at the moment. Yeah. Um, uh, another question is, from a professional perspective, which three tools or webs or apps uh, make your life easy, uh, so easy that you could not live anymore without them? Um, well, I would say, uh, so I, I use uh, Memsource, Memsource sorry, for uh, translation projects. I think it's really easy, really uh, mm -hmm. intuitive. I really like it. Uh, I also use Canva and uh, Lightroom for editing my pictures and creating content. They're amazing apps. Like it's super easy to just create a filter and repost it and have like a, you know, you can create a harmony for your content. And what would we be actually without uh, Microsoft Teams uh, in this day and age? So I have, I kind of have to say it, you know. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, actually, it's it's interesting because uh, I have never used uh, Microsoft Teams, but I'm I'm uh, hearing of it uh, more and more. I didn't know actually at the beginning that it was also a tool very similar to to Zoom or yeah. to other, uh, or to other tools like that, but that enable you to do many more things. So that that's interesting. I want to 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 use it. Of course, I agree with Canva, for example. Yeah. That's, do you know it? Do you know the app Canva? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I actually we use it uh, for for our website and oh, yeah, yeah. create content for our social media. That's yeah. fantastic because, um, of course, you don't need to to be a professional designer exactly. to create content. So that yeah, that that it helps. It's very a lot. professional, you know. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The the final result looks looks really good. Exactly. Uh, and the memsource, um, I haven't used it, but if if you say it's. Uh, I guess you you have used a lot of uh, tools, so I mean, having one that it's easy to use, it's a bit. Uh, so yeah, it's, that that that's great. And well, the last question: um, What would you recommend to those people who are um, uh, starting, just starting in the translation industry, or who are looking for for their place in it? Um, well, I would I would really. Stay like go for the internship, go for the job, go and talk to people on LinkedIn, go and do, I mean, not at the moment, obviously, but go and do networking, like just talk to people. I think it's the, the way, uh, get to know people, um, just you get to see how it works in the industry as well. When you start as a student at university, we, we don't learn anything like that, you know? Like you just arrive on the market without your, I was, I was so happy and grateful to have my internship, but you arrive, you don't know anything about how it actually works. Um, yeah, I, I think really the internship, if you get a, 
um, job offer, even though if it's not like your dream, just take it and see how it works. Maybe you might have a surprise, you know. You just you just learn to know yourself whilst doing it. And um, yeah, getting to know people within the market and the industry uh, is also very important. So for example, at the beginning, I was also thinking of being maybe a freelance translator and I'm very happy I haven't done it. Uh, I think nowadays I could literally maybe do it better than what I would have done at the beginning because I've got the contacts. I know freelance translators who have been doing it. I know what the struggles are. Like I now have all the tools at disposition to know if it's a good idea or not, you know? But I think when you come out of university, you have no idea. So literally any experience you can have, any people you can talk to, like certainly contacts, like it's very important. Yeah, absolutely. I I completely agree with you. I think it's, of course, we all have our different paths in in this way um, and different professional careers. But if you have the opportunity to... To, to learn from different things or about working from a comp for a company or working as a freelancer that's very interesting because you see everything you see exactly. uh, yeah, the struggles as you have said that that's very that's that very significant environment or significant yeah. that uh, yeah, freelancers have to go through even more these these days with the corona yeah and yeah and then also there are also struggles when you are working in a company so of yeah, course yeah yeah, it's, it's it's really interesting, and I yeah. would recommend people to to do that. Try to try to learn, try to take opportunities to learn from them, even if they are not your dream job. But of course, you you'll grow, you'll, you'll have the opportunity to find other things. And, and just ask the questions, you know, like because yeah. we're afraid when we're eighteen years old. Just ask the people, ask them. Nowadays, with LinkedIn and stuff, it's just so easy to you know to get in yeah. contact in touch with people from yeah. the industry. So don't be afraid absolutely. to just ask. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And actually, something that we were um, uh, talking about at the beginning, uh, and you have said now, so this is like the perfect circle for me. We're uh, <laughs> talking about networking. And yeah, I find it very important. For example, you and I, we met at this local lunch here in Berlin. And I find mm-hmm. that super useful to, to find interesting people, people with whom you may collaborate or not, or you people that can give you, as you were saying, good advice. You. That's something exactly. we are not taught at university, of course, and something yeah. uh, they are quite new. But yeah, let's take advantage of that, meet people who are in the industry, uh, don't be afraid to meet people who have been like for 20 years or 30 years in the industry. Learn from them because they all will also learn. Exactly. Yeah. And then maybe you're a little bit afraid at the beginning, and then the next time you're less afraid, then you know someone, you know another person, and then it's how yeah. it works. It's just be afraid, and then the, the fear and it's goes very, very interesting to make connections and to get to know uh, interesting people. Um, yeah. Marie- um, it has been a pleasure talking to you. I will Thank talk you. for hours, but you, <laughs> you're with your <laughs> um, So thank you very much again for, for your time. It has been really nice learning from all the all, all your point of view of, uh, of the industry, your advice for people who are beginning or in the industry. The best of luck with your project as a creator, content writer, and with this project, I find it very, very interesting, like a place where you can go and find what you are looking for. I mean, do you have something like that, like in every industry, like for uh, flights, you have 
nice scanner. Yeah, exactly. Like that. Why not having that for, yeah, for clothing or for things like that? Exactly. Yeah, it's very intelligent, very interesting. So yeah, again, the best of luck with, with that idea. I think it's uh, very interesting. I'm trying to do the best I can to get it going. <laughs> yeah, sure thank you. you so much for interviewing me. Like it was a pleasure. Okay, thank you very much. See you around, hopefully in Berlin. Yeah, hopefully soon. <laughs> Take care. Enjoy your family. Ciao, ciao. Thank you, ciao, ciao.